0: This is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the 15th episode of the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. The Clutter Chronicles podcast is an ongoing conversation with Mary, who describes herself as a recovering hoarder. Mary lets me ask her anything I want to help me understand how she got here and how she's going about her recovery process. Last time we heard about the freedom Mary found when she let go of her precious vintage robe. In today's conversation, we get her perspective on the Hoarders TV show, and we discuss the email that she wrote to God. It's Lori here. I've got Mary with me in my studio, (laughs) and uh, we, I was so excited to hear your story last time about the beautiful robe and it finding a new home and you being in love with the space that that brought for you. So that was a great success, and it's fun to celebrate success when you've had resistance, which Mm -hmm. you've been experiencing lately. Mm -hmm. Um, So yay, (laughs) yay, yay. Um, I want to take a little diversion here today and talk about the hoarder's television show Mm -hmm. I've had lots of people mention to me because they know of my interest in in this area have I watched it and I actually never have Mm -hmm. I don't know at all what it's about I used to watch a show that uh gosh now I'm gonna gap on his name um used to do that was sort of like that and I liked his approach to clearing clutter and so I enjoyed watching his show um and I don't remember what that's called either. Mm-hmm. I'll have to figure that out. But you have watched the mm-hmm. Hoarder Show, Mm-hmm. so tell me what you think of that show. Just overall, what's your impression about the Hoarder Show? Is it is it depicting accurate um, situations? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it's it's helpful? Just kind of get us started with your take on that show mm-hmm. and what it's.
1: Um, Saying to you, I think what's hard about it is it's a. It's like taking an intimate problem and. We're um, a vulnerable person and it's almost like they're poking fun at it. Mm. And. I think that it's 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 under the guise of help, but I think it's actually more damaging than any help that it's trying to pretend to be. You think it is pretending? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's reality TV shock value. Mm-hmm. I think it's about... Um, I can't think of the, of the word... Um, There's a word that's coming to me, but I can't, I can't spell it out. Um, I guess exposing is maybe a a word um, without having the tools to understand it. And so when we first got married, we've only been married six years, of course my stuff followed me into our house and my husband did have that show on a couple times and he's not really a reality tv watcher but for a while we'd watch that and pickers and things like that and i still had the um intrigue about um stuff but i was really holding back had done a moratorium on garage sales and estate sales and had come up with a rule that I could only go shopping at certain places for like an hour before they close if I'm not governed by my husband. Mm -hmm. And so I was really fighting that still. And I could still have days where I could compulsively shop. So I wasn't done with that world. Mm -hmm. And it dawned on me that he might have been trying to subliminally tell me that I'm this bad as them. And then I thought, well, maybe he's just trying to understand them, Mm -hmm. and he's at such a loss that this is all he has. But either way, um, it had such a shaming effect on me that even, let's say, my house did look that bad. I wasn't going to admit it. How is that going to help? How is that going to help me open up to him? It's going Mm -hmm. to make me be more ashamed and run further into the darkness. And um, there is a point, I remember watching one of those shows where someone received an important piece of mail (laughs) and they turned and set it on a pile of stuff that was like, anything you could think of it could be food it could be clothing it could be um you know industrial materials it was just a pile of everything Mm -hmm. and they just set that on there and how ridiculous that was in 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 a normal thought process and i turned to him and i said that's how desperate they are to have any normalcy where are they going to set it Mm -hmm. And they're to the point where they're so exhausted and they have no energy. Where are they going to start? Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to set that important thing on that top. And it is going to get covered. But it's, it's about sheer desperation to exist within this entity that's controlling them. And what the show tries to make it look like is, look at these crazy people. Can you believe they live this way? And how could they live this way? And why can't you just reason with them? If you could just reason with them, they'll change. Mm -hmm. And often they will come in and take their stuff, and then they'll just fill it up again. Because the problem's not solved. The problem's in their heart. Mm -hmm. It's not their space. Um it it it's disconcerting i would say
0: right
1: is there someone
0: trying to get at the root of anything in the show to what's in their heart
1: um you know i haven't watched it enough to know there mm-hmm. might be multiple shows i've watched one a couple times and this was 5 6 years ago right um it seemed like it um the way i understood it is they had um multiple examples of these people and they would just say this is where we are in the progress and stuff
0: mm-hmm. Okay.
1: and of course they're showing I think I've always had these two opposing sides in me one that says Mary you're being ridiculous and one that says I'm in my my la la land whatever make believe of I'm going to make pillows out of all this fabric or whatever it is. And I think that I've always had some kind of checks and balances that somehow kept me kind of like a... Have you ever heard the, ner- the term functional alcoholic? Mm-hmm. That I think that's what I would be. Like, mm-hmm. I could always uh, catch myself... Before it got to the point where there's trash everywhere, mm-hmm. but that that is within moments or hours. That could happen so quickly, and then once you have that, you've thrown in the towel already. And then you have trash, and then you attract rodents and bugs, and it it is it's like a, it's exponential. Mm-hmm. So when these people are on the show, and I say, "Well, at least I'm not that bad," I'm moments away from being that bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing that's harmful because it's it's not really looking at the real. It's it's something that's really interesting because, yes, we can we can measure it by how much stuff they have, but no, you can't. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna sit and measure the the ocean by all the sand? I mean, you—it's—it's it's beyond your fathom of, of what you're seeing. Right. And just as they're getting rid of stuff, maybe they're buying more stuff. It—you don't know where the bottom is. Mm-hmm. And I—I I, I just say that it's—it's it's kind of like trying to capture something and make it quick. And this is the problem, and it's so messy. Excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's not that easy. And it, and it comes from different angles. Like what, what would be something I couldn't throw out another hoarder could easily throw it out. I would say the, the common thread is indecision Mm -hmm. and what is it that makes us be indecisive about those items. And it's probably something to do with something that triggered, that's triggered in us from our childhood or whatever, Mm -hmm. from a painful moment Mm -hmm. so in people that I've helped clean out houses I've been astonished with stuff that they'll part with because I'd be like well that would have been something that would have been hard for me to let go of but it's nothing for them Mm -hmm. so it just it's it's different for each person
0: right good thanks for your your take on that um because we're trying to have a conversation that is is not exploitive.
1: That's the word I was looking is for. That the word yes. for?
0: <laughs> Thank you. I feel so much better to hear <laughs> the word. And and we don't know where this is being listened to by whom and if it is going to reach people that we think it could possibly help. We have no idea about that, but we're we're hoping that mm-hmm. Your being so frank about your process and what's been hard for you will end up being of help somehow. So, I really was curious what your your idea is, and we've talked a little bit about it, but it never, never at length. Whether you thought that was being of help or not to people, have you have you ever looked for help like you've mentioned functional
1: alcoholic? Is there a AA group? Mm for hoarders. You know, I came across one once on the radio. Um it's it was a station here local that would have like a AA group on the radio. Okay. And um it was like later in the evening, like 10 or 11 and I'd be driving home at that time often. And, and um one day they tripped it up and they had AA but with hoarders. And it was the first time I'd Ever, this is before the reality TV hoarders. This is before anyone really said the word out loud around me or anywhere, and I laughed. I laughed so hard. i was like, "Oh my gosh, is it that is there that many people out there like me?" <laughs> There's other hoarders, hmm. You know, so you thought you were unique. I well, or I knew that there was a term for it, so it meant there was people, but to think that they'd actually have the conversation meant there was more than I realized okay that it was a bigger issue and that people are having a conversation about it means it exists Mm -hmm. I guess it's how did you how did you feel about that was that well I listened to it I was kind of disappointed I wanted some real help I wanted some you know five steps that would help me get kick-started or whatever right (laughs) And the magazine cover, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know how to flatten your belly in five minutes. Yeah, you know what your man wants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always a few steps, yep. and you're done. And um, this was during the time where I really thought I was. I still had hope, and you, you you have to keep in mind that, in order for me to be this functional hoarder, I had to downplay what I had. Yet, in order to make progress, I the light had to be shined on it, on what I had. Mm-hmm. So there's this pivotal point where it could crush me quite literally to see what I have. But if I don't open my eyes and see it, it won't get it won't get addressed. That is a tough. That mind. That, was, that was yeah that was the hardest part is mm-hmm. when I started seeing it. Mm-hmm. And seeing it from my husband's point of view and others people's point of view, because I downplayed it. It was my coping. Mm-hmm. I had such good coping
0: <laughs> mm, tolerance right <laughs> yeah tolerance uh-huh. yep When did you start to see it?
1: Mm, it was probably I think it was just about two years ago. And,
0: uh, was it an aha? Was it a
1: slow realization? Do you... Well, it's interesting because now it's all coming back to me. But, um, in my therapist, um, conversation, she was telling me about people who have conquered their alcoholism and about the, the serenity prayer Mm. and how... They had to finally just surrender it. And once they did, they were healed. And I wanted that so bad. And this boutique that I talk about, um, it was my friend who was running it. She was asking me to, to bring my stuff. And from anyone's point of view, I had plenty of stuff. But from my point of view, I was thinking, what could I bring her? Because I didn't know what I could part with. Mm. and the time was coming. I was supposed to have the stuff priced and ready and bring it, like, within a day, day or two. And I was starting to have panic attacks because I was realizing, I'm not going to bring her anything. I don't want to let go of any of this. How am I going to do this? And so I went to bed. Uh, I tried to sleep, and I tossed and turned, and I finally wrote an email to God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> On a computer, yes. dear God, dear God. To, to God. Yep. Subject. Yep.
1: <laughs> oh, you're cracking Isn't yep. that funny? And and I just said, please take this away. Mm. Please help me with this. I I'm so afraid of never never getting anywhere, and I'll tell you one little trick, um, whenever I'd go downstairs, like, okay, so that one bedroom is my bedroom, but it's actually a closet, and if I needed something, it's always cold, it's a basement, who wants to go down there, so often I would just grab what I could and bring it upstairs and just wear the same, you know, just, rotate the same clothing for a week or two but then the seasons change and you have to go back down well this is spring and i would go down there and i would grab what i could and run out and i started thinking about down there was like a dragon and every time i go down there i have to fight the dragon and the dragon of course is stronger than i am and what what i realized is um Okay, so if if you're surrendering to the Lord, he wants everything. And at that time, this was around around Lent, I was reading um, a reading, and it was about Cain and Abel, and I get these guys all mixed up, but there's a a good guy and a bad guy, they're brothers. Mm -hmm. And one gives the first fruits, and one gives his leftovers. And all this time, I've been giving my Mm. leftovers. (laughs) And it hit me that I need to give my first fruits. Mm. And I realized that if I'm very serious, if I am as serious as I feel about conquering this thing, I have to have the faith that that's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So it basically came that I cling to the Lord and he fights the dragon. So he fought the dragon for me. And I went down there, and I had these boxes. You'd go into the living room, and there's, like, um, a path around boxes. Plus, I had my rabbits down there. (laughs) So a path with rabbits. And um, the boxes, of course, stacked nicely, because these are my favorite Dell boxes. And they would go higher than me, almost to the ceiling. And I pulled out. 40 Dell boxes of stuff. Wow. (laughs) And each box had these little knickknacks in them, nicely packed. And it was almost like a can of worms every time I opened the box. I could almost not get the stuff back in the box once I got it, because I would open it up to see what I could part with, realize I could part with all of it and put it back in, which I never could do before. Mm-hmm. It would have been each item I have to list, each item I'd have to take a picture of. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's impossible. I can't do it. So that was that was the that was the beginning. And I still I mean with that much success, I made like a thousand dollars off all this crap. With that much success, I still have had this resistance even up Even up to now, I still Mm -hmm. have the resistance, so I'm not cured.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's why we're we're along with you on the on the journey, (laughs) right? right? We want to. But who has
1: forty boxes worth of stuff and is still full? (laughs) 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 That's just ridiculous. It's where you are, yes. But what what part of that is is that I could? It's like I I could see it, Mm -hmm. and this is what my husband has been seeing. Day in and day out, which is what
0: my question
1: was. Right, when right. could you see it, right. and that's when you started yep.
0: to see it. Yep. And it probably would look ridiculous yes. to
1: fresh eyes. Right? What is all this stuff doing here? This is how much I have. Yep. yep. This is all your stuff. How many bunnies do you need? How many whatever it is? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there is some show on online. Um, where she would call it something in foolishness. I can't remember but she but I love the word foolishness. Mm-hmm. All those all the stuff down there is foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. Yeah. The dragon is
0: is fighting to guard foolishness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seems a little bit much, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of
1: kind of a um over overdone it. <laughs> mhm. Mm. Well, that was
0: that was great. Another great conversation with you, Mary. Mm, I always am amazed at how much you can mine from your mind <laughs> about about this uh, experience for you, and I appreciate you sharing that. Thanks. Mm, you're welcome. And that ends today's chronicle. Thank you for listening, for being part of this conversation, and supporting our work. We really appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing, help us get the word out by telling others about our podcast. You can find us on Twitter at ClutterCron, as well as on our Patreon site. It isn't a show without the music and engineering magic of Michael Koppelman. Find out more on his website at lowlife.com, L-O-L-I-F-E dot We hope to see you again to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.